everybody, and welcome to Did You Bring Earplugs, a musical misadventure with me. My name's Julian Suga. Who are you other people? I'm Michael. I'm Sasha. I'm Julian. Folks, we're gathered here today to witness the union between our voices and your ears, and it's going to be a, a match made in musical heaven, because today... We're talking about our favorite karaoke songs. Uh, now, uh, obviously, uh, the pandemic is still in full swing, um, and we are unable to actually make it out to karaoke bars, but we, fu- we figured we'd reminisce about the simpler times when we could go to a public place, imbibe some alcohol, and sing some songs in the key of not in key. Um, That's me. So yeah, I think we're just going to, we're just talking about the songs that we like to sing at karaoke, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Jillian, as our resident professionally trained vocalist, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm nominating you to start us off. You want me to go first? I do. All right. Here's the thing. Karaoke makes me extremely uncomfortable, like very, very, very uncomfortable. I think a lot of people think that if you're a singer, then you would love that. Unfortunately, that is not the case for me. I don't know if it's just where I'm from, but every time I'm in a karaoke-like situation, it's like, I don't know, Deborah, 45, who's never left my hometown, who like exists uh-huh. just to go to karaoke at the corner bar on Thursday. Oh, Something like Black Velvet. Like everyone's just waiting for her to come and sing Black Velvet. And then she <laughs> puts her name in 20 more times because they think it's just like a whole concert that's for them. And I'm not ragging on Deborah. If that's your time to shine, then shine, girl. But also, do I have to be there for it? Look, so look, Deborah had it coming. Deborah needs to be taken mm-hmm. down a peg. That's, that's <laughs> the whole thing. And wherever I go, like, what is that bar here? It's very bro I've been there for a couple birthdays. It's it's like Trader Joe's themed, but Trader not Todd's. Todd's. There we yeah. go, Trader Todd's. There's also like people there where like they just go there to put their names in 40 different times. They live for it. And then like the, like they they know the guy that makes the list. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, on the rare occasion <laughs> that I have enough gin and tonics to get up to the mic, um, the first song that I always go to is "What's Up" by the Four Non Blondes. I realized quickly when I knew I should that the world was made up of this brotherhood of man. For whatever that means. Into a crisis times when I'm lying in bed just to get it all out what's in my head. And I, I am feeling a little peculiar. Into a um, this song is what I would call a KBO tune, which means my mom loves it. Um, and I grew up to her just singing the shit out of it in the car on the way to anywhere. Um, but what a crowd pleaser. It's also very like appropriate for the times we're living on, living in and on. Cause what is going on? You know what I'm saying? Like the world's a, the world's a fucking mess. So um, I always go to that one. The crowd always loves to jump in on the, hey, yeah, yeah. You know, that uh-huh, part. Uh-huh. Um, Great for interaction. Yep. Right? We love audience participation. So that's my first one. My second now, one. Sorry, sorry, Jill. Just, just, oh, go just, ahead. Uh, uh, so 
what's what's your history with this song? Is this a song that you heard? Uh, because it was it was like top forty radio for a long time in the nineties. Oh it, yeah, it, it's a classic one hit wonder. Um, mm-hmm. Like, could you name me another four non blonde song? Could you name Absolutely. me the album that this song is off of? Oh my god, no! You sure couldn't. You sure couldn't. <laughs> sure couldn't. Not even if my life depended. But. <laughs> Um, we, well, there was a very big steampunk vibe in the video. Yikes. Um, yeah. There, there is a train on the album cover. So that tracks. Yeah. Uh, so she's got that. She's got like the top hat with the goggles on it. If I remember, um, I'm really hoping this isn't the case, but if I remember this correctly, she is a white woman with dreads. So, she is. Uh-huh. She yeah. Yeah. um, but <laughs> I felt like there was a lot of that going around in the 90s. Like everyone saw Lisa Bonet and High Fidelity and they were like, me too, me too. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but when she opens up, when her mouth literally, when her jaw unhinges, <laughs> of this song. When her, when her in, dark glottis emerges. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for her to swallow me whole. Like she should <laughs> it all. And if this is the way I die, it's the way I die. And that's the similar mm. kind of vibe I want to give the audience who's watching me sing it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, would you like me to go on further about Four Non Bonds? How much time do we have? I could go on all fucking night. I, I, you know, I think I think you satisfied my curiosity. You can move on okay. to your next choice. Cool. We're all do, we're all we all pick two this week. We're all, we're we're four Sashas, all of us. We're this all week. a Panera oh, Bread order. You pick two. all right coming up is my number two spot is dreams by the cranberries I think if there's ever going to be a song that I would love to sing in a serious way, um, it's definitely Dreams. I think it's like one of the best songs ever written. I love the Cranberries. Um, But it really kind of like takes over an an entire vocal range. Mm -hmm. Like it really tests every little part of your voice. And if you're going to have people's attention for like three minutes and 30 seconds with a mic in front of you, Go for it, dude, you know? And it's also a good vocal highlight because, like, it, it starts out with an instrumental intro, but then the instrumentals yeah. sort of drop out for the most part and, and the vocals really yeah. come to the fore. So there's no there's no hiding with that song. Yep. Yep, and it's also a mandatory step touch. Like, mm-hmm. if you're someone that's, like, listening to it, you got to at least bob your head or just, like, move with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? And and that's what I really, really adore. Um, I will give an uh, honorable mention real quick. Uh, there was an SNL museum here for a number of years that I went to all the time and they had a sweaty ball. Do you remember that, mm-hmm. that sketch? Yeah. The, um, the public radio. Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had, um, like a sweaty ball around the holidays 
And if you bought a ticket, they had like live band karaoke. Which oh, sorry. Was- Just because I misunderstood it initially, this is like a ball as in like a dance, like a gathering. Yeah. It was called the sweaty yeah. ball. I see. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Finger food, SNL props. And then on the fake SNL stage, they had a full band and that band gave you like two lists of songs that they just had at the ready that they could play. Um, and so I, of course, picked Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. I think I did Born to Run. Hmm. Makes sense. Hmm. That fits. It, it, it fits your outfit today. It fits your whole vibe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not from New Jersey, but, you know, close enough. I sure I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So, Jillian. Can I go back if, to that song real quick? Yeah, hey, of course. Can you hear me? Oh. Can I go back to that song real quick? Um, Dreams? Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard that? Have you heard the cover? It's by like a a bunch of like Irish artists that just it just they just released it like last month no. or a month or two ago. I think like if you Spotify, it's just like Irish women in harmony. It's like twenty something Irish artists doing a cover of that song, and it was that actually was it's it's so it's like haunting. It's like a slower slowed down version of it. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Highly recommend listening to it. They actually recorded it as like a um, sort of like a charity thing for an organization in Ireland for like domestic violence mm. uh, victims. So wow. highly recommend listening to it and streaming mm. it to help get some more donations in there too. It's so I good. I want to do that. That I can't even imagine a group of people singing that song. I like already mm. have albums. So yeah, it's beautiful. The harmonies are like. Ugh. Ah, so good. Making an ethereal song even more ethereal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Nice. (laughs) All right, Sasha, well, since you you seem poised and ready, why don't you uh, keep this train rolling? Uh, Sure. So my first pick is Build Me Up Buttercup by The Foundations. Classic. Um, yeah, I I just I actually have not sang this song at karaoke. I haven't gotten a chance to. Um, but I think when I was on dating apps, like I think on OK Cupid, one of the questions was like, "What's your go-to karaoke song?" Mm-hmm. And I picked that one, even though I've never sang it. I've always wanted to because I feel like every time I go to karaoke, I don't get a chance to sing because so many people put their name it's in. It's very competitive. By the end of the night, you're like too drunk and tired, so yep. you're like, okay. Time to buy a lot. It, it can be discouraging to put your name in, and then an hour and a half later, you're like, "I still haven't gone up." Yeah, yeah, it's annoying, but yeah, this is this is a great song because it's so repetitive and like very easy to sing along to, and those hey hey hey's are again a crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, great song. So much fun to hear at weddings too. Um, love it. Yeah, and I feel like all the, all the picks, uh, or most of the picks today, fall within yeah. that very sweet spot of like three and a half to four minutes. Because mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's nothing worse than when someone picks a karaoke song that's like seven minutes long, and you're like, come, yeah, come on. Like, exactly. this is just self-indulgent. I mean, karaoke yeah. is a self-indulgent exercise anyway, but this is like extra <laughs> self-indulgent. 
Yeah, totally. And also, like, I feel like some of the best karaoke songs are the ones that don't have like long guitar solos. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, like, you're just standing I'm, up there, sort of swaying like awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna air guitar, long guitar solo. <laughs> like, those seven minute songs that people always pick is Proud Mary, and they mm-hmm. think it's gonna start like on that like right. But there's a huge, a very long intro to Proud Mary that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, yeah. And I, that's my favorite thing to watch. If I'm at karaoke, I wait for someone to pick it, go up there. They're like eyeing their friends. They're like, you know what's about to happen. And then they hit it and they don't recognize the music at all. They're stuck there, like swaying back and forth. They don't know like what the tune, the words they're reading goes to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brilliant, and and you, <laughs> and, so you and you get that death sentence in text on the karaoke screen that says like twelve bar rest yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, yeah. I made a mistake. Yeah, the the quickly dawning realization that oh, I'm just gonna be standing here for an extended period yeah, of time. For sure, yeah. like, I, feel like I feel like there's some songs where that works. Like one of the songs Mike pick, which we will hear soon, but yes. like. And my next song too, like yeah. has short internet like instrumental breaks, but yeah. they're fun to like dance to, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and, and, um, and just to close it out, I feel like soul songs, especially from mm-hmm. like the sixties and seventies, are pretty perfect for karaoke. Yeah, totally. They're so easy to sing. Like usually it doesn't require too much of like a vocal stretch. Mm-hmm. Like you just kinda and everyone's going to know it anyway, um, so you're going to get a lot of, like, exactly. you know, crowd Exactly. So you're not even going to have to worry about being self-conscious yeah. Yeah, about right. your voice or whatever. If, I mean, by the time you're drunk at 1 a.m., it doesn't yeah. matter. But <laughs> if you're one of the first ones to go, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's a good start starter. Um, but, yeah, so my second song is Mr. Brightside by The Killers. I think another classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I this is one of those songs I think that I'll always remember, like the first time I heard it, which was in like in high school, and I think it was at like a high school dance actually. Um, and like I'll always remember the music video and stuff. But this is just one of those songs where like that guitar riff, like as it starts, you're like, oh my god, here we go, here we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean that song was just wildly popular when it came out. I think it was even named like best song of the decade or something by like a lot of publications. Wow. Um, yeah. So I think it's one of those songs that like indie kind of indie alternative bands like it it seemed like they would be a one-hit wonder but they kind of weren't like they they did kind of blow up after a while yeah um at least i thought that but yeah uh i love the song i i think it's one of those songs like there's all those like indie bands that have that one song that like everyone knows like your pumped up kicks or your float ons or you take me outs like that you would get sick of but Mm -hmm. like I just, I don't think I'll like ever get sick of the song. <laughs> now, this is a very important question, Sasha. At the end of the mm-hmm. performance of a, of, a, of a theoretical performance of Mr. Brightside by you, do you do that weird Z formation hand movement that Brandon Flowers does at the end of the video? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. 
how can you not like i watched that music video so many times i i know all his like yeah (laughs) weird gesticulations yeah Yeah. oh man that's theatric that's Um, another fun one too because uh like a lot of these songs like it it doesn't ask much of you in terms of range like a lot of it is sort of very monotone to the point where the second recitation of doing just fine is almost like sung spoken yeah and again it's extremely repetitive like there's not i think the lyrics are just like the same right like the chorus and the the Yeah, I'm pretty sure the verses are just, yeah, repeated. So, yeah, I mean, that's like the easiest song to learn, too. But there's just something about it. It's just, I don't know, it just really catches you. And it's just so fun to sing along to. And yeah, those like musical breaks, too, are also extremely fun to dance to. And I have actually sang this in karaoke. So um, at Louie's Pub. Oh, nice. And Wicker Park. So, yeah, fun one for sure. Did you guys read that article that... I can't remember the length of this, but that Mr. Brightside had a spike in the UK music charts and it was yeah, first. Good for like the last three years and like mm-hmm. one of the streamed songs in the UK and yeah. like not a lot of people know why. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And then I think I remember seeing something about it, like re-entering the charts recently, mm-hmm. like, or that it, it was like a song that was on the charts for like years, like, like up until maybe two years ago, it was like still on like billboards 200 or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but like people are like, this song is like never going to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the memes and all the things too. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like yeah. one of those songs that's become so ubiquitous that um, it feels like there's a good chance that people would be like, oh, that's the killers. Oh, okay. I've heard that song <laughs> right? everywhere. I didn't realize it was the killers. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, so since you, you, you've hit on a, a few reference points uh, that pertain to my song. So I'll, I'll, I'll continue uh, the, the karaoke uh, boat a moving. It's turned from a train to a boat. We're on a boat now. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first one uh, is I Heard It Through the Grapevine by various, but m- most prominently by Marvin Gaye. Um, researching the song, uh, like three pretty popular versions were recorded around the same time, uh, by the Miracles, Gladys Knight and the Pips and Mm -hmm. Marvin Gaye, um, between like 1967 and 68. But obviously Marvin Gaye's version is sort of the most well-known, um, Mm -hmm. perhaps only slightly rivaled by, I didn't know, (laughs) I didn't realize this, but, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival's version is 11 minutes long. And I guess you don't realize that because there's probably like a radio edit, but It makes sense. Um, so I, this is one of my favorite songs to sing just personally, but mm-hmm. it, it's not like a populist song, I think because it's sort of a yeah. downer. Um, and it's a little bit outside my range, but I find it very fun to sing. I just love it. Um, and I, you know, the, it's usually like the Marvin Gaye backing track or it's most mm-hmm. similar to that. Obviously it's not an 11 minute version. But when I sing it, I like to put a little bit of John Fogarty in there and say, hoid it through the grapevine instead of heard it. Um, just, just, I, I love that, that 
you know, disambiguation between those two versions. Um, did you sing? You sang this at Alice's, right? I feel like I, I remember. Think, you singing. I think so. Probably. Yeah. It, it's 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 it is my like automatic go to yeah. um, when I feel like testing a crowd. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's never it's never a unanimous like positive reaction. It's always like, eh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> My second choice, however, is much more of a crowd pleaser. You already mentioned it. It's flowed on by Modest Mouse. It's another one of those songs that like you can kind of just scream at the audience mm-hmm. and you're going to get some sort of reaction. Um, yep. uh, a funny little thing that I found out researching the song, um, Isaac Brock, the lead singer and songwriter of Modest Mouse, said that he wanted to write a more positive song because he was, quote, fed up with how bad shit had been going. And this was during the uh, uh, George Bush Jr. era. And mm-hmm. I just had to kind of chuckle and like say like, oh, you thought that was bad. You th- right. <laughs> Well, what do you think now, yeah, Isaac? Yeah. Um, but it's just a really fun song to just sort of like, like yeah. shout. Um, and mimicking his voice too. Yeah. So much right. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. He has a very, oh, he has a very uh, um, iconic sort of caterwauling voice. That's yeah, really mm-hmm. fun to to mimic. Um, and it also has just a, like a lot of repetition, and um, mm-hmm. it's another one of those songs that was so ubiquitous that uh, you know many many people know it. Maybe not knowing Modest Mouse body of work. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just a fun song to sing. I do really quick want to share two karaoke-related stories of twi- two times that I lost my voice singing karaoke because I'm an idiot. Um, the first was at a friend's birthday party in L.A., and I decided to do all of um, What a Wonderful World uh, in Louis Armstrong's voice. In that voice. Um, and so I did the whole goddamn song like that, immediately lost my voice, couldn't talk for probably three or four days after. Um, the, sec- the second time was in my early 20s. I was at a really like weird sports bar that also happened to have a karaoke night, and uh, my roommate at the time dared me to do... System System of a Down's Chop Suey, um, yeah. and and I was drunk enough to where I just went full bore, um, and yeah. <laughs> and I didn't lose my voice for quite as long as uh, when I did Mar- uh, 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 Louis Armstrong, but um, oh yeah, just shredded would, the vocal cords. I would actually love to do that, even even with those long solos. That would be a really fun one. It, it is a it is a fun song to to sing a karaoke. Even if you don't know the lyrics, you just kind of you can kind of you know through the, through the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Just do an approximation of what the lyrics sound yeah. like. But yeah, all right, Mike. Why don't you uh, close us out for favorite karaoke songs? Yeah, so uh, my go-to pick when I go out is "Bohemian Rhapsody" by Queen. Um, which is easily their most popular song. 
it's gone eight times platinum as of last year um and it actually was the birth of the modern music video in a lot of ways way back in Hmm. november of 1979 um it was a huge hit then and um a lot of the effects and just theatrics of the music video um are still like used to this day a lot of like you know kind of weird camera effects um i guess they're still employed in a lot of music videos just for like you know frantic cuts and whatnot um Mm -hmm. but it's one it's a song that you know i would say out of all of us i'm by far the worst singer so i like going and uh performing karaoke songs where you know with like a duet with another person Mm -hmm. that definitely has a better voice or a much higher range than me um just you know kind of go with this song there's a lot of spots that you can go back and forth with Mm -hmm. another partner um or with the crowd, so it it always is a crowd uh, crowd pleaser. You're, you're the low end on the Mamma Mia back and forth, or the Mamma <laughs> Mia sure, call and response. Sure. Also, I can definitely yeah. picture you, Mike, standing up there in a dark karaoke bar, sort of lit from b- below, like the the opening tableau of that music video, with a black turtleneck. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you look great in black turtlenecks. Um, so yeah, that's my first pick. My second pick is "Welcome to the Black Parade" by Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance. Yeah. No, you're by, by Mike's Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. He said, Son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned? He said, will you defeat them, you demons? Real funny. Um, this song's about a boy who's approached by... Well, it's about the movie About a Boy? That's Not cool. a boy, but <laughs> he's, a boy. he's approached by death in the form of his favorite memory. Um, Gerard Way believes that when death comes to visit you, it takes the form of your favorite memory. So for him, it was... Um, visiting a parade with a marching band who is much younger. So death is personified as the black parade in the song. Um, It's just like Bohemian Rhapsody. It's kind of like an epic saga of a song. There's guitar solos, crazy drums. It's very A lot of hooks. It is. A lot of layering, backup vocals. um, And yeah, it's one that the crowd always gets involved in as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I... (laughs) I I stopped listening to My Chemical Romance before that album came out, and I tried listening to it recently. I just can't. It like it that music makes me feel old because like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, there's there's too much going on here. Like I I feel like it's not it's made for younger ears than my own. But yeah, that that is is that their most well known song? No, not okay, right? It's, I think it's in the top three. Is I want to say it's the most popular it. now after all these years. Yeah. I think you might. Well, it's the top song. Yeah. Wow. More than Teenagers and I'm Not, I'm okay. not okay. It's actually well over twice as popular Jeez, or plays. So as many I'm not plays. Okay. God, they must be so. Yeah. How year did that come out? Does anyone know? I remember like it coming out after I stopped listening to them too and being like, yeah. what are you going to do on this record? Yeah. I feel like it was you late, know? late two thousands, like 2008. The yeah, same. 2006. Years old. 2006. 2006. Cause I was still in high school then. Mm-hmm. But even then I was like, I feel like they're pandering to us as kids. 
Like it's so <laughs> teen driven. You know? Yeah. Same um, kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like talking about kids, talking about when you were a kid. And it, I just like couldn't get a grasp on it, but I definitely understand how it got so popular. It's so anthemic. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like, even for not by choice listening to it a million times, like I know so much of it just from like mm -hmm. the few listens every time it was on the radio. I was like, this is kind of yeah. like their little opus. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely yeah. became sort of, sort of totally. a theme song for them. Uh, and I feel like yeah. that song's been memed a lot. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Well, now we know Mike is an emo kid through and through <laughs> deep down in his heart. He's waiting yeah, for that I've black seen the pictures. I am, especially back then. I've, seen the, I've seen the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's been our favorite karaoke songs. Maybe one day in the near future, maybe the far future, maybe the medium future, you'll see us oot and a boot singing these songs. <clears throat> but for now, You'll Definitely no virtual it. karaoke uh, hangs for us. I would no. never. Oh, how would that even work? I feel like everyone's mics would just be blowing out. I yeah. know. Yeah, I wonder. But I've definitely seen invites, and I'm like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you. Definitely good. <laughs> I'll just I'll just continue singing in the shower and yeah, uh, exactly. in my car. In the car. Such not. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, every week we collect some songs that we've been digging and loving and hugging and a kissing and uh we put them together mm -hmm. in a little uh list for you that we like to call songs over the week. week uh let's go reverse order mike what have you got for us for this week yeah so um my song for the week is trouble by father john misty off a new released EP, uh, Anthem Plus Three, which is not an original um, album name. It's literally <laughs> the first song is called Anthem with three more tracks after it. He might um, as well with, have called it Anthem and then some other songs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, Trouble, I mean, Trouble sticks out um, alongside Anthem, in my opinion. It, it sounds like your average, more slow-paced Father John mm -hmm. song, but as nice organs, you know, kind of trailing in the background and um, pairs really well with the acoustic guitar of the song. Um, the lyrics are about an old man trying to avoid trouble in the last chapter of his life just so he can, you know, die peacefully. Um, the way that trouble's personified in the track is quite vivid. Uh, but again, like most Father John Misty songs, it's a little tongue-in-cheek where... Mm -hmm. Um, this old man is just trying to blame, you know, trouble for his past uh, drama in life and, you know, it, rather than accept responsibilities for his actions. Yeah, no, I, I, I've been enjoying this this little uh, amuse-bouche of Father John Misty before the next LP. Um, it's mm -hmm. interesting that he's become such a reliable, like, adult contemporary story songwriter. Mm -hmm. um, totally. You know, he started his career as this very, like, acerbic, sarcastic, um, you know, sort of, like, hot take type of guy. Um, yeah. But I, I, I admire the seeming restraint that he's been employing lately. Mm -hmm. um, it. The one thing I would say is that 
his songs are starting to sound a little samey to me, but maybe that's just like his yeah. style having solidified. I agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's interesting that he, oh, he's yeah. become such like a, a staple of, of the milieu. Mm-hmm. What, what was I watching? The, oh, I was playing that game uh, by Sam Barlow. Um, the guy that did uh, her story. Um, but the one mm-hmm. with um, um, the, the lady from Halt and Catch Fire, um, whose name I can't remember. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. But anyway. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. There's, there's a scene <laughs> where she's talking to her husband and, and they're talking about music and she mentions Father John Misty. And I was like, oh man, he's that ubiquitous now? Wow. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, oh, my turn. Um, so I've got two recommendations this week as well. The first one I won't spend too much time on because it will probably be expected, and that's the song No Time by Dead. off of their new album flower of devotion it is sort of a zany song um it's probably the song that uh takes emily kemp's voice into the most crazy directions um Mm. and it's just about ditching a relationship that you know was not constructive um super Mm. fun song the other song that i'm going to recommend this week is tank exclamation point by seat belts i think it's time to blow this scene get everybody in the stuff together Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Uh, this past week, the soundtrack for, uh, legendary anime series Cowboy Bebop hit Spotify. Um, this is the th- opening theme uh, that plays over the opening credits of each episode, uh, written by Yoko Kano, who is a prolific composer for anime, television, a bunch of other stuff. Um, Seatbelts is her group. I'm getting like out of breath for some reason. Seatbelts <laughs> is her group. Um, they actually formed in 19, 1998 specifically to record the soundtrack for Cowboy Bebop. Um, it's just a crazy fucking tune. It gets you so amped up. It's like, it's like this like, acid jazz jam um and it's it's like it's just so fun i've been playing it in my car and just like getting really amped up and driving over the speed limit um yeah it's that that soundtrack is great through and through i'm not a huge anime fan but cowboy bebop is one that i feel like transcends the genre mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah that's tank exclamation point by seatbelts uh i believe jillian you're next up am i it's me Oh, yeah, Sasha. Was, oh, yeah. I got, I sorry. Get, sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm picking a song called Raindrop Blue by King Tuff.
Mm. Um, I feel like this is also kind of like an acid jazzy song a bit. I mean, it's like, it, it's a really groovy song and like his older albums are a lot more like hardcore punk kind of. Mm. Um, so I kind of like the direction he took from this with this album. Um, it's funny, I was looking actually on Genius to really dig into the lyrics, um, but I saw on the track info that he did like everything. Like it said like written by King Tuff, mm -hmm. engineer, King Tuff, percussion, King Tuff, organ, Wolitzer, et cetera. And then like, <laughs> wow, I didn't, I didn't realize he was that much of a uh, multi-instrumentalist. That's Yeah, crazy. right? I didn't either, but I, I was amazed. But I guess like Michael Cronin and Ty Seagull also contributed just the horns. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of horns and, and um, there's some really like almost like a soulful sound to it. Um, I think like lyrically it's about, it, it sounds um, like he's describing like an essence, like a mysterious, a mysterious being that he's fallen in love with. So it kind of feels mm -hmm. like it's a love song or a song about drugs. I don't know. It sounds like <laughs> it could be about the drugs. No, knowing but... him, it could be both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it could be like him falling in love with a drug or just like falling in love with like a mysterious person. That's so, awesome. Great song and that album in general. It's very good. One of my favorite moments from one of the last uh, uh, Waxahachi Kevin Warby streams was they had uh, <laughs> King Tough on and he <laughs> was just like very charming, but also like was not prepared to deal with a lot of the bullshit. He just kind of got on and, and I think Kevin Morby asked him to sing a song at one point and he was like, no, he's like, didn't want to do it. And I was like, oh, you know what? I respect that. He just, he made this, he's made guy. his appearance and then he, and then he got out. I love that guy. Yeah. Nice. All right, Jillian, close us out. All right. My song of the week um, is called bodies by Muna and the Knox. Um, I'm a huge Muna fan and I've been waiting for new music because they're so addicting to listen to. Um, and they finally released this one-off single with the Knox. Apparently they recorded it right before COVID, like right before COVID. Um, and they had been working so closely together that afterwards they all had to go quarantine separately to make sure that like no, no one <laughs> cross-contaminated or mm -hmm. anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess it started out as a song, just like a nostalgic sort of song to remember what it was like when you were like younger and just like hanging out in each other's basements and stuff like that. Um, and then as COVID happened, they said the meaning of the song changed and it just like made them miss seeing their friends and being around other people. So mm -hmm. um, it's really boppy. It's so much fun to listen to. I can't turn it off for Pete. So uh, what highly suggest? Uh, I grew up in California, so I didn't hang out in basements. Um, we only hung out uh, on lifeguard towers and um, uh, grape vineyards. And then this song is not for you. Please do not play and, it. And then in the, in the O in the Hollywood sign. That's that's where I hung mm -hmm. out as a kid. The middle of the ocean. In the, the yep, yep. Yep. On support. <laughs> yeah, in the hot box. Yep. 
Uh, folks, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Did You Bring Earplugs? If you like what you heard, please go and give us a review on iTunes. I believe I forgot to make that uh, request last time. So go and leave another review for last episode and then also another review for this episode. Five stars on both, um, please. Uh, our theme was provided by Josh Stanley of the band Modaf. You can find out everything about Modaf at modaff.bandcamp.com. You can follow us on Instagram. Sorry, please, sorry. I need to find it. I want to make a recommendation um, re- regarding Modaf. Um, mm-hmm. So Emily Modaf of Modaf um, is also an actor, and they have a show that they recorded last year um, and they just had their first, I guess it premiered on a, um, this streaming platform called... CISO, uh-oh. <laughs> oh shit. Um, okay, well the, song, the, the, the show is called Choose Me. Hmm. Um, and if you follow Modaf on Instagram, uh, they have it linked. So I, I cannot remember the streaming platform, unfortunately, but highly recommend watching it. Moda, nice. uh, Emily is a great actor. Yeah, so. I'm sure you can just choose or Google Choose Me or Google mm-hmm. Modaf exactly. and, and you know how to use the internet, listeners. You found yeah, us I after all. I through that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that. it's called Choose Me, starring Emily Modaf of the band Modaf. Yes. Cool. Um, yeah, you can follow us, uh, us on Instagram as well at dybepod, or you can email us at dybepod at gmail.com if you want to share your favorite karaoke song, uh, if you want to share a karaoke related story, uh, if you want to share recipes for, uh, you know, cookies or, or whatever, you can share anything. It's email, baby. Baby. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it. Anyone want to say any words before we uh, sign off for this episode? All right. Words, words, words. Well, folks, until next time, I've been Julian. I'm Mike. I'm Sasha. I'm Julian. Bye, everybody. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. All right. I'm beginning to sweat profusely in all my crevices. Me too. I don't know why. It's like not even that hot. It's not.